Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lost Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Roy, and this is Let's Talk Archetypes. We, I have such a full show for you today. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about the judge archetype, the shadow, the illuminated, and judging what it does to our spirit, our system, all of that good stuff. But first, let me give you the phone numbers. The, it is 1-877-296-0345. So um, if you have comments on, on judging and judgment, give me a call, and or we'll do readings at the end of the show. So before I get into this too much, I want to tell you that I'm having a workshop this weekend, uh, February 9th, in Madison, and this is about letting go of the past, living in the present, and embracing your future. I'm doing it with uh, J.C. Sundling, who is the tension release expert, and these are exercises that she's going to teach us to uh, self-empower and restore our bodies and our spirit. It's a daily routine that you can do to create a natural state, a, a peaceful state. I'm doing the meditation and the visualization, and we're going to have a great time. If you can't make this one, we have one going on in Milwaukee on February 16th uh, at Soul Care. Um, it's from 9:30 to 4:30. So, if you want more information, please call JC at. Nine seven zero nine four eight five one five four. So, let's get started here. You know, last weekend I was down in the Chicago area, and I was at a writers' conference for Mysteries. Love is Murder was the name of the conference, and I had a great time. My goodness, I don't think I have ever met so many wonderful, friendly people, strangers whom I'd never met before and just kind of took everybody in. It was like an old home week. So for those of you who don't know, I have been writing a suspense novel in my spare time. (laughs) And yes, it's going very slowly because that spare time is hard to find. Something happened at the conference. Um, A person there was in the shadow judge archetype. This person had a negative twist on everything. Um, The organization was not quite good enough. Um, The food wasn't quite what they wanted. Um, Everything had a little bite to it. You know the type? It's really good, but, you know, it's always those buts that get to us, aren't they? They catch us. Um, it, It, Yeah, they just catch us. So when you're in the shadow judge, whether you're in it yourself or with your, you're with someone else who's in it, it will drain you of the energy, of your energy, of energy of all the people around you. Sometimes we call it vampiring. 
you ever been with a group like that and then when you come home you're just kind of worn out and tired and you know hard to get hard to get that positive upbeat back in your in your system so as i said we're going to talk about the judge archetype and judgments in general with the shadow judge archetype or with the judge archetype period you're being asked to evaluate your beliefs actions and how you judge yourself and others so what do you do with these people who are in the shadow judge? Usually you can call them on it or call yourself on it. And um, most of the time they'll they'll explain to you that it's not them, it's you. After all, they're just expressing their opinion, right? So I notice that I tend to go kind of in a Pollyanna-ish, <laughs> say that a few times, Um It doesn't work with them, and it doesn't work for me because then I'm kind of out of integrity. So your other choices are to ignore it or complain about it, or ideally you can just be with it. Just be with what is and what you're feeling in the situation. I believe that everyone who comes on stage in our life is a little Buddha. This is someone who is with you at a particular time to help you recover your spirit and your personal power. Now, on this occasion, I was able to identify where and when I'd been in a similar situation. For me, it was about parents and a former mentor. So once you identify the pattern, then you know you've got some great stuff to work on here. These energy patterns come up so they can be released, so you can work on them, so you can go deeper into what it is that is hooking you so to speak, because these patterns only come to surface when you're ready to deal with them. So I had to just had to stay present, find out what was what was going on in order to identify and heal those parts of myself. You know, it's always easier to see it in the outer world, isn't it, in other people? But the truth is, when we recognize something in the outer world, it's in us as well, or we wouldn't be able to recognize it. So the inner judges our inner judges and in the shadow judge archetype always make assessments. They're always judging and they're always handing down a verdict. You're too tall, too short, too thin, too fat, too young, too old. You need exercise. You need a mate. You don't need a mate. Speak up. Keep silent. All of those things are part of this shadow judge energy. And that, boy, that judge just keeps talking, doesn't he? It's the inner critic that decrees you're not good enough, smart enough, doing enough, and your list can go on forever. Many years ago, I knew a woman. uh, She was a spiritual leader, and she told me that she believed it was her responsibility to hold people accountable for their wrongdoings. She said someone had to do it, and she got the job. So she acted as judge jury, and then sentence people in her circle to a life of atonement. That sounds pretty harsh and pretty terrible to me. But as terrible as it sounds and as limiting as it appears, we do the same thing. We hang on to all of our stuff, and we have it in our own inner shadow judge. We hold ourselves accountable for 
absolutely everything we perceive that we ever did wrong, badly, did or didn't do, say or didn't say, and then we condemn ourselves to atonement for life. So ask yourself, how long is your sentence? Is it life? (laughs) Are you getting time off for good behavior? So the shadow judge evaluates every situation, every decision you make, and it limits your life. The shadow judge holds a litany of what's wrong with you, your life, your spirit, your creativity. So, therefore, your connection to creativity becomes very minute because every action that you take, you're fearful of making a mistake. And so you don't do as much. You don't take risks. You don't get out there. And there is another side to the judge. The illuminated judge uses the wisdom of her spirit to see things clearly. And that includes celebrating all of your victories, all of your, all of your successes, as well as learning the lessons of your mistakes. Now, when you're in the illuminated judge, you become the observer. So you don't have the need to judge the actions of yourself and others. Things are no longer good or bad. They just are. And here's why. <coughs> Excuse me. Judgments take us out of present time. When you're in judgment, it's always a comparison to something else. Because the process of judging, when you judge an event or a person, it gives you a false feeling of goodness about yourself. We're better than that. This is better than that. And once you make a judgment, then you have to defend it. So if you look at it as a game of the ego, it keeps us separate from the source of spirit and the higher higher power of love. And... When you're in judgment like this, it takes you down the line, down below the line to fear. Remember we did whether you're living above the line or below the line. Below the line is fear, anger, hate, sadness, guilt, that type of thing. And above the line is joy, happiness, uh, creativity, and so on. So even when you are judging something to be a good thing, you're in the process of declaring that something else is bad or less than. So you see where the ego gets to have a great, great time with this particular game. So when you do that, the energy becomes entangled in the physical world of appearances and possessions and comparisons, how others look, how you look, uh, where you live, how money is made. And so the accomplishments that you create or the expressions of your creativity are reduced to labels and titles. And once you're in the labeling and the titling, um, they're judged against each other. One of the favorite games of the judge is why. Why did this happen? How come? I'm not moving from this spot until I know, understand and know why. How come? Um, all of that why business creates... Um, It just creates a vacuum. It creates a a situation where you're deaf to the voice of your spirit and your soul. Because when you're constantly questioning, seeking answers, um, and, and if it's in judgment, you get stuck. Questioning and seeking answers with an open mind, however, takes you to a higher level of consciousness. And it's faster than working with judgments. So... Understand that we, as most of you listening today know, we are all spirit. We are all one. 
years ago, I had my DNA done for the National, um, what is it, National Explorer, National something, another. And um, they showed that we came from one tribe in Africa and then migrated out, kind of proving that we are all truly all one. We all came from the same source. But when we make all these judgments, we're separating ourselves. We're separating ourselves from the source of energy and the higher power of the universe. So by, you know, by being separate, we will at some point cycle ourselves, judge ourselves as less than and come up lacking. So how does this affect our spirit? How does it affect our authenticity? Um, One year... I did a silent retreat, which was really different for me, having to be silent for three days. Um, I went up to Northern California, spent three days in in cabins filled with women. We didn't talk to each other except during gatherings at the circle, little talking during dinner. I mean, this was really a first for me. But when the three days were over and I drove away and drove home, I realized I'd spent a great deal of time in intimate details of living, eating, sleeping, dressing, all in a cabin with one bathroom, mind you. And yet I felt spiritually connected to almost two dozen women. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what they did for a living. I had no idea where they lived, how they lived, if they were married or divorced or successful or unsuccessful. And yet the connection to these women, spirit-wise, was stronger than to most people I'd known for a lifetime. That's what happens when we get out of our judgment and just being, just feeling the energy, just being with the energy. The other side of judgment is observation because spirit observes and is mindful of life in the present moment. Remember, if you're judging, you're in the past or you're out in the future, but you are not in present time. But observation puts you in present time. It cultivates an awareness of, you know, where you are, what's going on around you, and it creates this insight, more of a um, spiritual sensitivity, I guess you'd call it. So your life becomes enriched by attention to details, just like with the women in this cabin. We were not talking about, we were not putting out who we were and what we did and and one-upping anyone. We were just being together in spirit. So when something happens to us, we experience blocks in our lives, you know, like we're late for an appointment or something doesn't happen when we, in our case, we get a trip we were planning on taking got uh, delayed because of a snowstorm. You have to ask yourself, what's this about? Be in observance rather than in judgment that this is a disaster, that I'm not going to make it to wherever I was going on time. Because simply observing when your plans have been altered, you can ask and receive for more information from your spirit through intuition. And this is what it's about coming back into authentic you. When you live your life in spirit and trust that you're taken care of at all times, then then we can observe our lives and the details of our lives and learn. One time I 
when I um, lived in our condo down in, in town in, in the city of San Jose, I had to have a delivery made Friday because of a presentation on Saturday. The delivery service kind of ignored my sign on the door. It was one of those condos where you have to buzz yourself in. And they ignored my sign, didn't press my access number, and they didn't leave a note that had been there. So I called the company and, and explained that I had to have this. So they decided they would bring it back. So I kind of fretted. Oh, God, I, I'm sure I worried and fussed all day. Um, and finally got a call that, yes, they were delivering it. So I went out to the front of the building and plopped myself down on the steps to wait. And <laughs> no one was getting past me this time. I had to have that software, by golly. So as I'm sitting there waiting, this woman walks up, checks in for her package. It is didn't arrive. So she sits down beside me and would commiserate about the delivery company, and I'm sure we were in full judgment at that point. But as we sat there, we began to share personal information. Same age, we both lived alone. It turned out we studied with the same teacher, and both of us were in the same field of work. She lived one floor below me, and <laughs> she confided that that morning, she had prayed to meet someone in the building to be friends, to run out for coffee or a movie or just take a walk. But she just wanted somebody that she knew in the building. So, which tells me that sometimes we are just other people's manifestations. I laughed when I heard it. <laughs> I went on, you know, it's hard to be hard to be angry at the delivery man when you realize that you're the answer to someone's prayers. <laughs> So since we never can be sure what's occurring, I mean, life is a mystery, um, it's our best bet to stay in observation. Um, judgment takes away that opportunity because when we're judging, we're making something right or we're making it wrong. And we're comparing this to that, then to now. And we lose the edge of the opportunity to grow. So when you are searching for your authentic self, you can expand that search and that power if you choose to live your life in observation. Because the more separate we become from our source, from our source of, of spiritual energy, the longer it takes to find our purpose, the longer it takes to know what your passion is. Because if you are in the shadow judgment, shadow judge archetype, you can almost be guaranteed that by staying in that in that criticism, in that comparison, and not being in, in observation, you will block that purpose and that passion. There's just no um there's just no two ways about it. So judgments, as I said, in and out um, take you in and out of present time. So in the illuminated judge, you are um, celebrating your life as much as possible. And we have a caller, so let me um, switch over to um, to Sherry. Hi, Rory. Sherry, how are yeah, you? Yeah, hi. Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good, good. So what's going on with you? And what um, would you like? I guess I'm, 
Yeah, I was just going to see if, uh, about the reading, uh, see what um, okay. what my reading would be about. See what comes up for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let me draw. I'm going to draw three cards of past, present, and future. And okay. we will just see what your past and uh, where you're going. So how are you with the shadow judge, in or out? Um, I think I I used to be more judgmental, I guess. Now I kind of, um, I don't find myself, I'm more, I'm I, as I'm listening to you, I think I do a lot more observing. But I still mm-hmm. do cast a little judgment, but not <laughs> more inwardly, and then I correct myself on it. Oh, perfect. And lo yeah. and behold, the first card that came up for the past is judge. Yeah. So you have, (laughs) you did your own reading on that card because the good news is it's past. It is past. So you're, and I'm glad to hear that you are making instant corrections. The second card, the present card is detective. The detective represents that search for truth, search for spirit, which it feels like you're in right now, is... Uh Having a good idea but uh, of who you are and where you are and that connection to spirit, but it feels like you're skimming the surface, that you're not going deeply enough. That um, and, it, and it could be part of that judge slipping in there. Is this right? Am I going here? Is the information I get correct? That type of thing for uh-huh. the uh, detective. The illuminated detective sees how things fit together. They they look at, at the broad sense of things and go, oh, I see, this piece of the puzzle fits here, this one here. This is how it works, where the shadow detective is one who wants to know who's to blame. So since you have the judge as your past archetype, you want to be, again, very aware of when you're slipping into that, who's to blame, who's to, uh-huh. um, you know, and, and instead of just letting it be and going deeper with it. It feels like you have begun a journey in the last, it looks like, I want to say a year, but it looks more like the last nine months of getting a lot of things cleared, a lot of things moving in your in your life and especially in your spirit. The one thing I would suggest is that you clarify them and be as much as you can and then trust them that they're right. There okay. there seems to be a little hesitation of you walking around and around um, things that come up for you. Right. The future is the hermit and the thief, which is an interesting combination. Two cards came out. Um, okay. The hermit and the illuminated knows when to withdraw from the crowd. They will go to their cave in order to regenerate and meditate and bring that energy back out to the people. The uh-huh. shadow doesn't know when to, it either doesn't know when to retreat and regenerate and will keep giving and giving until they're exhausted, or they go into the cave, roll the rock, and say, that's it, I'm, not, I'm never coming out again. So where do you fit in with the hermit? Okay, I would say... I'm finding myself that um, I retreat and I go mm-hmm. back in the cave and get to where I feel strong again spiritually mm-hmm. and then come back out. Okay, perfect. You're that, in perfect That's what I feel. 
Yeah, because, um, yeah, that's what I do. I do that a lot at home. <laughs> Good. And at Good. work. And at I work, call it my, you know. I call it Stop the World Day. When I do yeah. a big show or I'm teaching, the next day I try to stop the world and just, you know, do what I want. Now, the the second uh, one that I drew for the future is The Thief. And I want to read The Thief to you because it is, I think, most important. So you want to describe the thievery that's going on in your life and your spirit. When do you rob yourself blind? Where do you steal your own self-confidence? So the illuminated thief is inventive in finding new pathways in life from non-existent ones. And he knows all the tricks that you do to rob yourself of spirit and potential. And the illuminated isn't about to let that happen. Um, When you create restrictions for yourself or confinements, the illuminated thief moves around it and beyond the laws and penalties you've set up for your life. So for homework, I would like to see you kind of set, make a list. Where do you lose energy? Where is the shadow thief, for instance, who's known for stealing and breaking laws and 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 putting you in that mindset of old ideas, habits, and beliefs. He knows that you steal your self-confidence, your self-respect, and the self-determination. So you want to, I, I'd like to see you make a list of the ways that you do that. How do you, how do you rob yourself of your self-confidence? Uh, what is the belief behind it? What's the pattern behind it? How do you do it? When do you do it? That type of thing. Okay. It it feels to me that you've made a, a major commitment. We call it the eighth chakra, where it, it's before it comes down into physical being. Uh-huh. On that level, you have made a decision to do major changes in your life. And this is the process that you have started. I don't see it as being extremely difficult, but we need to do a lot of self-reflection. And um, well, yeah. I I will be starting this Saturday's my first class, but I'm going to be doing um, a year-long class on to become a shaman healer. Oh, perfect! And who are you studying with? Um, she's local here in, in uh, Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. It's, um, Good. Yeah, it's through. Um, there's a new center. It's uh, that been open maybe a year. It's called mm-hmm. Illuminations. It's an energy, you know, a real nice um, center that has mm-hmm. a lot of classes. So Perfect. I'm going to be starting that, like I said, this Saturday, and I've been extremely excited about that. So oh, absolutely. I don't absolutely. know if that would tie in with this eighth chakra. Yes. I'm thinking it, it probably does because I've made the decision and yep. the commitment for it. And so now what you want to be careful and watch for is, whether you go into it fully or you sit back and observe. And the reason I say that, I want you in the spirit feeling part of the of your system rather than the intellect. There's right. part of you that will analyze. And and in shaman work we we get into the energy and the feeling of it. it's gonna be great for you. It's absolutely gonna be great for you. But yeah, I'm, I'm and, extremely excited. Oh, perfect. My dear, I'm running out of time here. Okay. So, well, it was um, nice. Uh, good reading, and I will do what, what you said. I'll make my list and um, yes. and uh, see and see where I lose me, my energy. 
Yeah, let me know how you do. The shaman work is going to be great for you. Absolutely oh, great. Oh, I know. I'm just totally excited about it. I, I do appreciate Perfect. your time today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Many blessings, my dear. You okay. too. Namaste. Namaste. So, we, um, that's the judge. Hopefully, we're moving into absolute observation and um, expanding our life, expanding our energy. So until next week, um, I will wish you many, many blessings and um, just a happy, happy week. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus